You're listening to The B-List. You can download this anytime at sportstime 780 and sportstime780.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud. Just download the app. You can listen through your phone. Then you can put it over that Bluetooth speaker so you can get the stuff done in your house that you need to get done. You know, all you know all the tricks. Maddie and Steve with you here. Uh, we'll be joined by Joey Gamash coming up. Yes, that Joey Gamash. He's going to come in and talk about Lewiston Fight Night. That is happening at the Longley School. If you're listening to this on Saturday, it'll be happening tonight. It'll be happening Saturday, May 13th at the Longley School. Tickets are $15 at the door. All sorts of folks will be in there uh, fighting on that one. I think they're looking to have like 20 boxers on the card. Of course, Glenn and Scott were in talk about that last week, but we'll have Joey Gamash on later to talk about that and talk about his career as well. Me and Stevie roll through now. Of course, we're recording this on Thursday. We are the night after the Celtics finally get everything together. And, you know, I, I Stevie, I, by the way, welcome in. Hello. How are you doing, Matty? Yeah, I forget sometimes I get a little long-winded. Good to my, see you. With my Good intros. Good to see you. Yeah, it's weird. It's not like the old days where I always was with somebody, like, on every That's show. Right. Now it's That's I'm right. solo, and I'm like, see? whoa, I did, yeah. Little change. It's nice. It is good. Um, total script flipped last night. Celtics actually showed up. They played from the first quarter on, and Avery Bradley was really at the point of that with 25 points in the first half. Thought really set the tone, and, and I think that took Washington completely out of the game. What is it with these two teams that make them so amazing at home and so trashy on the road? I just don't I, understand I, that. I don't understand it. I'll tell you what. It is a pretty interesting dichotomy that exists. And, and the fact of the matter is you've got Avery Bradley put 12 buckets in last night. You have to have a guy that's going to step out a little bit and just sort of play outside of the role that you're expecting. And really, everybody on the floor supported everybody. It was one of those deals where – Celtics jump out early, and you see a lot of what the Celtics did in D.C., you know, middle of the third quarter, start to kind of roll it back a little bit, you know, don't contest any of the threes that the Celtics are taking. They they made 16 three-pointers. Maybe one or two got contested. I mean, they were, by and large, open shots. So uh, you see a lot of this sort of give up after two and a half quarters. The Celtics really, really impressive effort. Um, and, and, and think about this, Matty. The fact of the matter is is they're going to have to continue playing that same style of basketball regardless of the floor that they're on. The same same thing is going to plague them in the next series should they get there. Uh, they've got to win one of these next two if they want to go on, and one of them games is going to be in D.C. Yeah, and somebody, if they're going to move on, they can't just be... This cannot be a situation where they go, we can't let Cleveland go fo fo no. fo No, 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 no. 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 Fo 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 no, no, no. No. That's my motto no. with this. This cannot happen. No. no. We can't. That cannot be a thing. That's... And that's that's a story for another time. I, I try not to look look uh, a little too uh, too far away on that. Now, Jalen Brown didn't have any points last night, but he ignited a hell of a fast break, diving out of bounds, getting it up ahead to Avery Bradley. Played 24 minutes last night, and I thought he provided some energy. He looked like he was one of the first ones off the bench. Yeah. And I know you and I were both not quite happy with Amir in the starting <laughs> lineup. So uh, little, little we, disappointed. We were waiting that, yeah. for Jalen to come in there, and really another good guy, good role player that came in, gave a heck of an effort. Smart had nine points, eleven boards. I had eleven I mean, boards last that's night. That's a sneaky stat that kind of just kind of threads in there, and you go, wow, he, he he grabbed eleven eleven rebounds, and he did. And that, a point away from a double double. There were a couple of guys uh, that were really really close. So it was a good, well rounded effort. You've got it only went for ten points, but Nine assists. Did a nice job distributing the basketball. I saw a couple of comments that he made in terms of his maturity and shots that he might have taken before, but this time sort of dishing it off and, and giving an opportunity to somebody else. That's what's going to take that unselfish type playing, especially from a point man. 
if the Celtics want to continue on. The other big key that was good last night, outside of the fact that they out- actually out-rebounded Washington by three, I mean, if they're even close, if to me, if they're within six of the rebounds, they're probably going to win. But the other thing I noticed last night that they did a lot of, and they did this in the series against Chicago when they really wanted to switch it out, they let Al Horford kind of play the point forward or point center. They were having Isaiah out there making, you know, setting screens. And they were really running the offense through Al, which I I, I think is totally People look at Al Horford and they see a six foot ten guy and they're like, Man, I wish he'd be more aggressive. He only had nine shots last night. Boy, I wish he'd have a double double. He had six rebounds last night. But he had seven assists, he had three blocks. You know what? That's a hell of a stat line for me for you. He's not your typical, he's not Robert Parrish down low. And and people need to realize that that's not what Al Horford is. And this Celtics team isn't like any other Celtics team in the past. This is totally different. They're totally versatile. They all do different things. They all have different specialties that, that they're good at. And Al Horford, Al Horford to me, this team is at its most effective when the offense is running through him. You said it right there, versatility and specialties. And when you deal with those avenues in a team, you want a guy like Al Horford to do what Al Horford does best. If he's going to give you 19, 7, and 6, you know what? You can use that to your advantage. And the fact is, if you want to continue to try to get more out of a player or try to make Horford score more points or drive to the bucket more, you're going to take him out of his game. And that means he's not going to be able to establish his role. That means somebody else who's going to establish a different role that will work synergistically can't establish their role either. So stay in your lane, do what you do, do it best. And that's going to set us up the best, the best approach moving forward and the best opportunity for these guys to distribute the ball around the floor. More guys have to touch it. More guys have to score. That's what it comes down to. If, if Isaiah Thomas has got to score 50 points every night, the Celtics can't go far. It has to be a shared distribution. And it has to be similar to last night's box score. Uh, you had Amir Johnson, four for five with eight points. Only played 18 minutes. Jay Crowder, to me, is the key to the series. He had 18 points last night. He was a plus 19. He was six for 15 from the field, two for five from three, but he hit his, his free throws. He also had eight rebounds last night. That's big out of the small forward spot. A lot of folks think Crowder's going to be your power forward next year if Gordon Hayward comes in to be the small forward. So you get eight rebounds from a Jay Crowder. That's okay out of the three spot. 19 points from Horford, 18 points from Isaiah with nine assists. Had four turnovers, but they weren't the sloppy turnovers, and he wasn't forced anything. Also at six or seven from the free throw line, and of course Avery Bradley, we've already talked about him. The amazing part of what Avery Bradley was, he only had one free throw last night, mm-hmm. so the Celtics still, even when they're driving to the lane, aren't getting a lot of calls. Shot well from the floor. How many uh, boards did Olenek have? Uh, Olenek had... Uh, oh, um, Mr. Blutarski, would you like to weigh in on this? Zero, zero point zero. Yes. That's, I mean, how can you be that tall and not grab two boards? You know what I mean? Marcus Smart grabbed 11. They're hustle rebounds. Yeah. So you know, hustle a little bit. You know, you, you, you've you got the extended, you've got a, a little extended reach. You're a little bit taller than everybody. You know, go for it. Go you, get a board. I, I'm going to I'm gonna name two players, okay? And we're going to play the game of which one out-rebounded Kelly Olenek last night. Okay. Oh, no. Gerald Green, Kelly Olenek. Oh. <laughs> Gerald Green had four minutes. Kelly Olenek had 16. I Did Gerald the- Green have more than one rebound? Probably not. No, he did not. He, he had one assist. That was his, and two personal fouls. It was a hell of a line for Gerald Green last night. No buckets. Next one, James Young. Five minutes. Did James Young out-rebound Kelly Olenek last night? In five minutes of play. In five minutes of play compared to Kelly Olenek's 16. Unfortunately, the educated guest says yes. Two rebounds for James Young in five minutes last night. Zero in 16 for Kelly Olenek. <laughs> Come on. 
you know, zero. What's your excuse? <laughs> zero. Wow. Wow. I mean, come on. It's your job. I mean, you're, if you're playing the four or the five, like you're not supposed to be out on the wing, running transition. You know, rebound and outlet pass. That's your responsibility. Oh my Stick lord. I can see it. it now. I wonder, like, I, how does that? Does James Young like give him crap today? Like, j- like, hey, you want some help with boxing out, Kelly? I hope so. Do you want? Th- I mean, he should. He really should. Wouldn't hurt. I, I don't, I, I don't think that would be bad. What do we need to do on Tuesday to ensure, as as fans and people that care, what do we need to do superstitiously to ensure that the Celtics get the number one pick? Because so far, Steve, you and I as Yankees fans have seen the Red Sox come back from a most improbable fashion for the 2004 thing. And we've seen now the Cubs win the World Series. So the next Haley's Comet thing to me is watching the Celtics win the draft lottery. Yeah. So well, what, the, what, how does how well, how do we make this happen? So the first thing that comes to mind when you say how do we how do we make it happen that the Celtics can win this first pick in the lottery? My first thought is yeah, it's never going to happen. Right. <laughs> uh, but I didn't think the Sox were going to beat the Yankees in 04. Right. I didn't think the Patriots were going to win the Super. Well, actually, I did think the, we won't get into that. Yeah, but, we're, uh, we're going to start. Uh, with that. You know, it, the first. So what I've learned is that especially with Boston sports, the first time that I think oh, that's not going to happen, it's going to happen. I got a feeling about this year. I got a feeling about this year. You know, it's like the luck of the Irish is what we try to roll the dice with. But here's the deal. I don't care if it's your Irish wishing stone or your lucky penny. If you've got a superstition, do it and do it multiple times on Tuesday because I'll tell you what, that would be franchise changing. I mean, the franchise is already at a point where we're really set up for success in the long term. Uh, but getting getting that first draft pick and, and understanding some of the, the top two or three talents that are going to come out in the draft this year, those are franchise players. That is segment one of the B-List. We'll have uh, Joey Gamash coming up. And we will also have Dan and Chrissy from Republic Jewelry and Collectibles. They are going to come in and talk about baseball card breaks. They're also going to come in and talk about how you, yes, you, could win a Tom Brady autographed football. That's right. And it would cost you a minimal amount of $5 for that chance. And all of the proceeds go to benefit Tom Brady's charity, Best Buddies. Win, win, which win, is win. still luckily surviving after that stupid hit job that the Boston Globe put on it two weeks ago for no apparent reason. Outside of just to do it. There was an apparent reason. Well, there was an apparent reason. I guess it wasn't apparent. There yeah. was a reason. This seemed it might be. not have been apparent. Right, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the obvious. <laughs> Relax. Either way. Either way. We'll have more of the B-List coming up again. Joy Gamash is going to come in and talk about Lewiston Fight Night. He's going to be doing that in just a little bit. And we'll have Dan and Chrissy from Republic. Steve, always good to have you on. Thank you very much. Good to see you, Maddie. More on the way, Mains Big Z. More on the way, Sports Time 780. It's a B-list rolling through your Saturday morning. Of course, you heard me and Stevie talk about the Celtics earlier. Dan and Chrissy will be in from Republic Jewelry and Collectibles as well later. We'll be talking about baseball card breaks, what they are, and why you need to know about that. Right now, Glenn Cugno joins us. Last week, I decided to make him the boxing expert when him and Scott Frost came on, when they did such a great job of breaking down Klitschko Joshua um, and, and talking about all sorts of different things. Well, he's already come back, and he's brought a very special guest that many of you will know. The legendary Joey Gamash is in. Joey's already making female fans very happy by walking through the door. Like, we already had one person that was all excited from a... From the first thing, it's it's a pleasure, Joey. Good to see you. Thanks for thanks for coming in this morning. Well, thank you for having me. It's nice uh, nice seeing you. What? Uh, let's let's play catch up. You've been uh, doing some stuff overseas. What are you doing? 
Well, I was working in Denmark for over four years, training these professional fighters for Sauerland Promotions. They're a, a top boxing promoter from Europe. So, yeah, it was great experience. I uh, had uh, world champions over there, a couple uh, different divisions uh, for a girl that was WBC interim champion, junior welterweight and welterweight. And she's, she, uh, she was very, very good. And I have a guy that was European champion, then another guy that was number two in the world, another one brother that was four in the world. And I'm working with this 18-0 guy from Sweden and 10-0 fighter from Norway. So I was pretty busy. You know? it, sounds, it sounds like you have been. You really have been. Glenn, how, how awesome is it for Joey to be, to be back for the, for the card tonight uh, at the Armory? Excuse me, at the Longley School. Yeah, it's, it's awesome having him back. Uh, he's been here all week, helped me out with my fighters and getting him tuned up and ready, and uh, I'm happy to have him. Now, of course, uh, just the, the thing that we've been talking about, Glenn Kugno presents Amateur Boxing at the Longley School. That'll be tonight, 5 p.m. Tickets, $15 at the door. Joy, uh, for some of the stuff that you're doing overseas, where it, it, when, I see, um, when I see baseball and I see basketball and I see all these other sports, I see them all with their overseas center. I never realized that there was stuff like that that happened with, with boxing overseas, like... You know, we've got guys like Troy Barney's comes in here all the time. He plays basketball over in over in Hungary, and he comes in. and He does all sorts of overseas stuff. And I didn't realize that boxing was. I knew there were a lot of foreign boxers, but I didn't realize there was stuff overseas like that. How did you get involved with us? Well, I had worked for Emmanuel Stewart as an assistant trainer. Uh, he was the one that trained Tommy Hearns, Lennox Lewis, etc. Um, I worked for him, and what happened is that uh, Sauerling contacted me after he had died and asked me to train some fighters for them. So yeah, it was a great opportunity and great experience for me because it's like going through another school, putting that, uh, that schooling you got and with these fighters. So I was excited about that. Have you, do you ever sit back and, and look at the career and, and step back and say, man, a kid from Lewiston, Maine can really go out and do anything? Yeah, well, I've been blessed. I've had a great team. Glenn, we sparred together for years. Um, my dad, my trainer Tony Lamprin, Roland Fortin, Johnny Boz, uh, Chase Prey. I had a great team that was there for me, and I couldn't have done it without them. But I've been very blessed. The people here that have supported me, got behind me, and hoping it's going to be the same people that's going to support Glenn because, hey, dreams can come true. It happened for me, and Glenn's putting that work in with all his experience and helping these young kids uh, develop and keeping them off the streets and giving them that opportunity. He's the only show in town. You know, Glenn, talk about that, because when you and Scott came in and, and talked about that last week, it, it kind of hit home. It's not like they can't leave your boxing program and go to 57 other ones. It's not like yeah. some of the, you know, when I see other sports around, uh, I'm involved heavily with MBR.org, uh, doing their website stuff and things of that nature and doing a lot of their broadcasting. But one of the things that MBR has done and has for years has been events and events, uh, off-season events for basketball and things like that. I see kids leave uh, teams all the time. I see it in hockey as well, where they go to other teams. There's other off-season stuff available. They can just jump and they can find the fit that they need to find or, or whatever they're, they're perceiving that they need to get. You don't really have that option with boxing in the area. You're kind of the, the game in town. So who are some, or do you find the kids that are coming in or do they find you? Is it a little bit of a combination effort in that they, sort of uh, scenario? They, they find me. Uh, you know, they come down to the gym and... and Boxing is not a sport that you can get somebody to do. You know what I mean? Boxing, is, boxing finds people. People don't find boxing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, uh, 
it, it's weird to say it like that, but you're you're either born with the tools to do it, you know, the drive. The it's just not a sport that's for everybody. Uh, so I don't I don't go looking for fighters. They come to me, and you just can't push a person to to want to box. They have to they have to find it in themselves to want to box. And when they want to box, they come to me, and I just work with the tools that that they have. How uh, how did you get into how did you get into it for folks that don't know? Uh, I I started when I was twelve uh, on Cape Cod, um, just to just to get in shape, stay out of trouble, learn how to defend myself, and uh, I trained through high school and moved up here to Maine, hooked up, linked up with Joey and his dad, and I've been there for twenty seven years. Joey, when was the first time you put on a set of gloves? How old were you? Oh, I believe I was nine years old. Nine. My dad brought me to the gym. It was called the Lewiston Boxing Club, and that was it. That was the the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does it does it seem like it was that long ago? It's incredible I, to think I've been in the sport for over thirty years. Um, no, forty years. Over forty years. Oh wow! Because I'm fifty years old. Yeah. So uh, think about it. Nine years old. I started. Forty one years. I'm I'm yeah. a I'm a veteran. That, that's amazing. <laughs> now, how does it? For folks that are interested in that sort of thing, everybody wants to know how to go pro. I mean, when you do the when you do the pro sports, it's very simple. You play high school, you play college, you get drafted to the pros. What is it like for boxing? It's a little bit different. You can go the amateur route first. What is the what is the route to go from amateur to pro? How do you even become an amateur boxer, and then how do you get into the pro? Like, how does that whole thing work? Because I don't think everybody takes the same the same route to go pro sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. They don't take the same route, but. Uh, I mean, the smart way to go is, you know, have 50, 60, 70 amateur fights because that's your schooling. Uh, that's all amateur boxing is, is schooling for the pros. Uh, that's where you, you know, you take the learning curves and, and you go, you know, if you're going to go pro, you turn pro and that's that's your real record. That's when, you know, all your schooling's done. You just fine tuning stuff and, you know, go out and win titles. That makes a lot of sense. I never would have, you know, is there a limit on how many fights you can do as an amateur? Can you be an amateur forever if you really wanted to be? Or You could be an amateur as long as you want. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. I wasn't sure if there was like a limit where they're like, listen, you've had 100 fights here. You need to, yeah. you know, you need yeah. to get off the potter move here, you know. Lomachenko had, what do you have, three, 397? Uh, yeah, something like I that. Yeah. No, he lost one. And revenge, uh, he won, he beat the guy after. Yeah. So incredible. What a career. Yeah, it's funny. Somebody mentioned him to me the other day. I was just having an offhanded conversation about boxing. They were yeah. talking about him. The, he's he's incredible. He's a, the guy's a machine. Yeah, <laughs> the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> to, I, to watch him is incredible. I told his father he should be uh, nickname should be the Great Vasily the Great Lomachenko, just because he comes around once in a lifetime. A guy that can do what he can do. Uh, two times he won the Olympics. Um, just a great fighter. Two division. Two, two divisions right now, champion. You're still getting good uh, good fighters coming out of the, the Olympic ranks and then headed towards the pros? Because I, I still remember growing up and watching, like, you know, Lennox Lewis, Riddick Bowe. A lot of those fighters started in, I remember the fighters starting in the Olympics. And they're like, oh, when are they going to go pro? Are you still getting, it doesn't have to be heavyweights, so there's still good amateurs going through the Olympics that are then going into the pro ranks? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes even better when you yeah. get a Lomachenko. I mean, look at, think about Sugar Ray Leonard, great fighter, Howard Davis. I uh, say Riddick Bowe. I remember being on the same team as Riddick Bowe in New York 
for winning the regionals, and he was representing New York in the light heavyweight division. He wasn't even a heavyweight at the time, and uh, he he was special. He made it to the finals. Remember, he lost to Lennox Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He there's been some great champions: George Foreman, Joe Frazier. Um, look at that's even Leon Spinks. Not that he was great, but three guys that Muhammad Ali beat that were champions. Yeah, the Olympic and, champions. And that's that's quite a list to be on, you know, because. Ali had some tremendous fights. I mean, we hear about the one here at Lewiston all the time because, you know, it happened here at Lewiston. He had quite a few others that were pretty good, you oh, know. He was great. Some the, awesome ones. There was yeah. a reason he was That's the why greatest. they call him the greatest. That's right. That's right. You were never thinking exactly like that, Joy. That's funny. <laughs> Glenn Cugno presents Amateur Boxing. It's happening tonight at the Longley School in Lewiston. Tickets, $15. First bell, 5 p.m. We'll have one more segment here on the way. You're listening to the B-List on a Saturday. Coming up, we will have Dan and Chrissy from Republic Jewelry and Collectibles. They're going to come in. They're going to talk about baseball card breaks. Also talk about how you could win a Tom Brady autographed football. And we'll have one more segment with Glenn and Joey on the way as well. It's the B-List on a Saturday, Sports Time 780 and SportsTime780.com. Hanging out with Dan and Chrissy from Republic Jewelry and Collectibles on Center Street. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Matt. Lady and gentlemen, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Doing doing tremendous, thank you very much. Mother's Day coming up this weekend, so I assume folks have... Now, are folks been in shopping for mom already, or do you expect them to start trickling in this week because they are totally have been pushing it off this whole time? Well, the funny thing is, is a lot of women have been in, but right. the men will get on, you know, Friday and Saturday. They're definitely usually more last minute, but no need to worry because we have... Tons and tons of cool stuff in stock, you know, sports stuff and along with jewelry, obviously, as well. So whatever you're looking for, you know, we can definitely help you out with that. Now, I saw a thing here as well, too. Uh, you got this cool thing going on. You guys have uh, partnered up with uh, Tom Brady's charity, uh, Best Buddies, uh, to to do something here. Let's let's talk about this. This is really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great charity. It helps uh, with intellectual and developmental disabilities, you know, people with that. And so... We decided, I mean, he had such a great year last year, we wanted to do something to, to help help him out. And uh, so basically, this he's a great charity that he's doing. He's been doing it for years. And basically, we're donating a Tom Brady signed football. Um, we're selling raffle tickets. Only 600 raffle tickets will be sold. They're $5 a piece. And it's going to end, uh, I think, June 1st is when we're the last day we're selling them. So it's very limited amount of tickets. And every single dollar that, that you know, is all the money raised goes to the charity and stuff like that. So And someone's going to win a, you know, a Tom Brady football, which is worth probably close to $1,000. An autographed so. Tom Brady football. Yeah. And you can buy the tickets online on our website or you can come right into the store and buy them. Dan and Chrissy from Republic are in. Public Jewelry and Collectibles is located on Center Street in Auburn. Find them online at republicjewelry.com. Dan, I've been meaning to ask you. I've been seeing this stuff on Facebook lately. Um, and I've got my daughter, by the way, addicted to baseball cards now. My yes. daughter, like yes, every- I saw the video yeah. on your Facebook oh, page, cool. which was that not was very nice awesome. because yes. I think it was Jody Reed that she it had a Jody problem Reed. with. I was a big fan of Jody <laughs> Reed back <laughs> in the day. I you was know, like, why is she being mean to him? Because it was it, it could have been anybody. Like <laughs> you should have seen the first one with Roger Clemens. She was totally disgusted. But it was a cute yeah. video. Yeah. It was good. So anyway, yeah. so she's a, she's she's addicted to the whole thing. It's on it's on my page. Trust me, it's there. So uh, she's addicted now. So every day she'll come home and be like, can I open a pack of cards? I'm like, yes, I open a pack of cards. Because I went over to Cooperstown and, and bought a big pack of the 89 Upper Decks because I'm still trying to get the Griffey. <laughs> but I see this stuff online about breaks and people are breaking card sets. What is this? What What are they doing? What is What is this new thing going on? Why is my Facebook page filled with people opening cards in front of people? Like, what is this all about? 
So what happens sometimes, um, some of the products nowadays are very expensive. So somebody doesn't want to spend a lot of money on a whole box of cards for themselves. So what they'll do, we've done it a few times in the past. And if we have enough customers interested, we'll be happy to do it again. Um, but sometimes you'll either take a box or a case and they'll say, okay, we're going to divvy this up and, and we'll, um, they'll say, let's just say they'll have uh, 20 spots in a, in a case and they'll say, okay, each or for each team, or whatever. So everybody can buy a team. So as they break the product, they'll do it live on video and then they'll say, okay, here, open up a pack. Here's a Tom Brady card. So whoever, whoever bought the, the Brady, the, uh, the Patriots will get all the, all the Patriots players. They do it different ways, um, but that's how they break it up. So you can do like a box. You might have an expensive box. You can do box. like series or like they, they, they break it many different ways mm -hmm. and it really depends on like you pay a price, like say you pay 20 bucks and it's a risk you could get i did one of the box breaks once and i ended up with 85 dollars worth of cards right you know i just got lucky i didn't pick per team there's different ways that you can do it but mm -hmm. it depends on how expensive the box is and how many breaks you know you divide it up but it is pretty cool you have a really good chance of getting some some really good stuff that maybe you wouldn't have been able to afford that box you know itself but you're paying 10 or 15 dollars and having the chance of getting you know something awesome so it's like a bunch of people are chipping in to to get this thing and then they and however it comes out then they, they, they actually get their, do case breaks too we actually yeah. did a case break one time and that that was pretty cool a lot of, yeah a lot of product come out of that see that's awesome I, now i understand it i yes. i thought that's kind of what it was but i was like i really need the experts to come in and tell me about that <laughs> Because I am not an expert on that sort of thing. I just buy the cards and never get what I want. But that's all right. That's fine. Republic Jewelry and Collectibles. Find them online at republicjewelry.com or 212 Center Street in Auburn. You can go down and register now to win a $1,200 Mother's Day prize pack. And while you're there, make sure you pick up some raffle tickets. All proceeds to benefit the Best Buddies charity. You could win a Tom Brady autographed football. Father's Day is right around the corner. You could take Chrissy and Dan are in from Republic Jewelry and Collectibles. 212 Center Street in Auburn. Find them online at republicjewelry.com. If you go down to Republic Jewelry and Collectibles, you can also purchase raffle tickets to win a Tom Brady autographed football. We'll also be giving stuff away on our Facebook page after the show. So, yeah, stay tuned for everything on that. And again, 212 Center Street in Auburn. Go down in person. Tell them we sent you. Let them know. Say, hey, I'm here for the football. And then give them money and they'll give you tickets. That's how it works. You know, we were talking about card breaks earlier, uh, Dan, and you had mentioned something, um, and Chrissy, you had mentioned too, that you know you tried to get some going here and like uh, people didn't jump right in on it. I guess people are doing this online now, but that's that's kind of risky. Can't people be like a little shady yeah, shifty? Yeah, and, and you know? the thing of it is, is um, you know, we, we always do our breaks like during the day while we're open. So anybody could come and watch if they if they did sign up for a spot, they could come right in and watch us do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've seen a couple pretty shady situations online with people breaking and switching out cards and things like that, which we we definitely keep the camera. We, we record it um, anyways while we do the whole thing. Um, but people are totally welcome to come in and watch us do do a break if we get enough. Um, excitement for them we definitely be willing to do you know and, do some in the store and actually you were just talking about how your daughter opened a pack of cards and we yeah. love to see kids excitement you know when they open packs of cards and we actually have if anybody ever wants to stop in and bring their kid in um, we would give them a free pack of cards we have uh, tops baseball cards that they can come in and we'll give them a free pack of cards and, and we, we love you know seeing the excitement of a kid and hoping that they get involved in the, in the hobby it's a great it's a great fun sport um, to do you know it's a great hobby and and uh, you know, it, kids learn things from looking at stats and stuff like that. So it's informative. It's it's a it's you know, instead of sitting behind a, a computer and, and vegging out and playing games, it's it's a fun thing. You get to watch baseball with your family or whatever, and then you try to open packs of cards and get certain cards that you love. So it's it's a, it's a fun thing. See, that's way easier than getting them addicted to daily fantasy sports, yeah. you know, and probably a little safer, too. A little hands-on. Legal, you know yeah, more legal, too, probably. <laughs> but no, it's really good. That's a really good point about the stats because, you know, kids hate math. Yeah. Yeah. 
Chris, you got two kids. Do they yes. like math at all? No, not no, so not much. Not even, not even a little. Dan, not, not you've much. you've got almost as many kids as I do. Yeah. Probably about as many. I none of mine like math. So, no, yeah. no, yeah. So it's a fun way to teach teach them stuff. You know, it really is. And um, plus, they can decide on what their favorite team is or what their favorite team isn't based yeah. on things too. So that was really good. I didn't tell you, she got a sticker. You know how those 89 Upper Decks had the stickers in there, those cool hologram stickers? Yeah. yeah. She got a Red Sox one. She just chucked it to the side. She gave it to her teacher the next day. She's like, <laughs> well, my teacher's nice a Red Sox least. fan. Well, teach, teaching like, it a share. See that? Like, it's another lesson. See, that was another lesson. All sorts of stuff can be won from that. Uh, you could win a $1,200 Mother's Day prize pack at Republic Jewelry and Collectibles, 212 Center Street in Auburn. Go down and sign up now. Well, not now. Go after nine. RepublicJewelry.com is a website or uh, go there in person. You can also purchase tickets for $5 to win a Tom Brady autographed football. All proceeds benefit the Best Buddies charity. Only 600 tickets are going to be sold. Drawing on that is June 1st. So get down and buy those up now before I do it. We'll have more on the way. It's the B-List on Sports Time 780. Welcome back. Sports Time 780. Sports Time 780.com. It's the B-List for a Saturday morning. Glenn Kugno is in. He's brought his good friend Joey Gamash with him. You might have heard of him. We are talking about Glenn Kugno's amateur boxing night. That's happening at the Longley School Lewiston Fight Night uh, tonight. $15 is the ticket. First bell is 5 o'clock. Uh, Glenn, when you came in last week, you are looking to have quite a few uh, fights on the card. You're still looking, still looking pretty healthy on that? Uh, I had some dropout. Uh, I, got, I got 12 concrete ones right now. Excellent. That's a good uh, I'm card. St- I'm still working on, you know, I like. Uh, I'd like to get a 15. Uh, I was scheduling 20, but amateurs is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really tough. One of the girls that was uh, supposed to come from Hartford, Connecticut, got a concussion inspiring, uh, so she can't fight. Uh, one of the girls from New York that was coming. It was one of her teammates was in an advancing tournament and he won last week so he has to be at another, another tournament this week so they can't come uh so i mean just little ones little things pulling out but i have luckily got replacements for my girls uh and they will be fighting so i'm happy about that all, all of my guys all of my guys and girls that i scheduled to have on the card are, are definitely fighting you know, all the ones from Lewiston, Auburn, Waterville, they're all they're all gonna fight, so it should be a good night. Joey, what's different now from when you were fighting to now being in the training? Is there anything different in terms of, of, of how things are handled, whether it's injuries or training or anything like that, different from when you were fighting to how it is now where you're, where you're doing the training? Well, I think, yeah, with the internet, that there's more exposure, just different things that are out there that can inspire kids and motivate them want to come into a gym and say hey i can do that not everybody fits baseball basketball football hockey uh so boxing is one of those kind of sports that offers opportunities for the ones that don't fit those sports and we get characters down there i was mm-hmm. like i was saying earlier we had a guy last night that after he got done hitting the mitts he looked really good in the crowd out there threw off the gloves and said are you not entertained <laughs> i mean what well, that's entertainment right there that's, that's excitement right. what that's you're gonna right. get with this fight card, is top fights. You got girls fighting. You got a good, pro, a good prospect, Kane. You got Abel fighting. You got Justin Rolfe. Uh, you got some really, really good prospects. Omar, another guys. I don't have the last name, but top guys. Good, good fights. That's what you want. That's what we want to bring back to say, hey, listen, get behind these fighters, and they can develop into champions. 
That's 100% correct. And maybe someday they could be on the sign welcoming them to Lewiston, you know. Why not? That's right. I'll never forget that the first time I ever saw that. Because the first time I ever met Joey, I was at a, uh, I was at a street fair in Dixfield in the late 80s. And the, all of a sudden, there's this big hot, and this big thing coming around. They're like, Joey Kamash is going to be here. I'm like, what, really? And here comes Joey with the, with the entourage, and he's signing autographs and high-fiving people and everything else. And it was like, you know, it, it, was, it was like a rock star came in. Yeah, like, it was... what, it, what is it like to be a rock star in Maine, Joey, like w- when you live that? I mean, you were like, I mean, girls loved you, men wanted to be you. What was that like? Ah, I mean, it was just a life growing up here and working hard, and it all paid off. Uh, that was the other side of it where people got connected and they, yeah, they got behind me and supported me and yeah, I had a lot of fun. Let's just put it that way. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't need to read in between the lines. <laughs> well, yeah, I totally, totally get that. I totally oh, yeah. understand that completely. We don't need to, you know, we don't need to do Howard Stern here, but no, I mean, it sounds like it, it, it can be a pretty, uh, a pretty heady thing. Like when that, what type of adjustment do you make when you know the fighting career is over and you're getting ready to make that transition? Is it a tough transition to make from that to that? Well, not when you have a great wife. I, I love my wife very, very much, and she's special. She supports me through my career, uh, still as a trainer now. So yeah, yeah, th- those were that's in the past. That was great, but now I have something that's there, secure, and I'm very, very happy. Was it difficult to make the? T- <sighs> I, I know a lot of uh, really good athletes that say they can't coach because they can't control it. They're trying to teach somebody something, and they can't they coach, can't coach handle is that. A little different, that's for sure. Is that is that a challenge for you when you're like you, you tell someone to do something and they're not getting it, and you're like, look, you know, does that does that was that an easy transition for you? Well, it's all a process, like with the training that we're always in school, like being a fighter, you never stop learning and improving. That's what it's all about, and yeah, you you earn your stripes, different styles, different fighters, and it's all different. Uh, being a yeah, fighter and being a trainer. There's not one person that learns the same either. You yeah, have to adjust yourself or every different. Everybody that walks in the gym picks up things a little different. What what's it like sparring for someone for the first time? Do they get like I always you know I see people coming in here all the time. It's like their first interview on radio, and you would think like the world's just about to end for them. I can imagine <laughs> that sparring would be a little bit different for folks. Intense. I can see them yeah. really yeah, intense about you, it. You get in the trenches, somebody's trying to take your head off and saying, "Whew, do you want to sink or swim?" I That's mean, right. then then we we discover who you really are there. Then, then <laughs> you do, discover who you really are. That's then, the then thing. We see if they come back. You know yeah. what I mean? If they come back, then they're they're a fighter. Is is that really what it boils down to a lot of the time? Like, okay, uh, we're gonna figure out like it's it's yes. kind of like it's almost like graduating from swim class. Like, okay, now go swim around the lake. Yeah, you know, yes, it, yes. it actually is very similar. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. You go through the the trenches, and it's part of discovering who you really are. Hey, you can't get a hit unless you take a swing. I that's mean, you right. got to get out there and take your shots and see what he can take. What remember you, what it says it's not how hard you can hit it's how hard you can be hit right okay it's a combination of it. everything all together it's great when you're doing the punching but what about when you get hit see joey makes me want to get in the ring <laughs> well hey <laughs> joey, joey fires me up we can get you in there don't right. worry about <laughs> it <you down. laughs> Don't give it. Don't right. give anybody heavy any weights. Ideas. A yeah. sellable. Let me yeah, tell that, you. yeah, exactly. I'd be a great heavyweight. There'd be a lot of people lined up to get me too, which would be nice. It'd be a good time. Um, you had a lot of fights over your career. Is there is there one that that, that you remember the most? Uh, one that I remember the most. Like whether it was the like well, I. Rem- of course, the first world championship was uh, a 
big part of my my career uh, winning that championship a dream come true and all the hard work and I'll always go back to this that I had a great team with me my team was a big part of my success uh, yeah I worked hard um, yeah I mean I would say winning that first world championship was the biggest fight for me that was important to accomplish that dream how important is it for you Glenn to, to have Joey around for uh, for stuff like this, for him to be able to pop in and be like, "Hey, oh, work man. with the fighters," and I love it. Have love like it. an actual real life person that you can actually hold up at somebody and say, "See, this yeah. is doable. You can come from here and get yes. to here." Well, yes. you know, we're in the same gym that Joey put all his time in. You know yes. what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of history in that building. Although she has Glenn and I have sparred and put in that work in. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, we, it's proof right there. there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes we wouldn't be talking to each other. But <laughs> <laughs> we'd be out of distance. <laughs> but at arm's length, I guess, yes. if you will. Yeah. That's really... The next day we come back like nothing happened, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, out of the game. That is. That is how that works. Um, and again, uh, the card is happening tonight. That's going to be at the Longley School. Glenn Cugno presents Amateur Boxing. $15 is the ticket. 5 p.m. start time. Kane Schatzer, Omar Rivera, Brianna Ingalls, Justin Rolfe all on the card. Isaac Escobar is going to be honored as well, correct? He is. He's going to be there. Making an appearance. Uh, he's making an appearance. He's got his his uh, Marine outfit on. Oh, really? He's gonna, is he going to wear the blues? He's going to wear the blues. Oh, yeah. People, yeah. chicks dig the dress blues. Yeah. 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 I always like, see, I was in the Army, so I had the dress greens. That didn't work for me. But the Marines always, like, the Marines, when they came home, yeah, that's when they were like, oh, he's wearing the dress blues. It was every time, every single time. Yeah, so he'll be, I mean, he'll be there saying, you know, talking and, and you know, hanging out with everybody. And unfortunately, he's not fighting, but... He's got a. He's on a different career and a path now. He's uh. He's fighting for our country now instead of fighting for himself. So. Yeah. Which is always we can always use more people like that. That's for sure. Absolutely. Joy, what's uh, what's next for you after you're done helping out? Are, are you going uh, going back somewhere else and doing some more stuff? Or? Well, I go back to New York. I live in New York, so uh, I'll train out of there for right now, and I'll have some prospects that are, I was training in Europe will come over to New York to train with me. So, but I'll keep going back and forth too uh, with Glenn and at home and to support his work and everything. He's a great trainer. Uh, he's going to develop a champion. So it's just a matter of time. That's why we need the people here to get behind these kids and support them, be there for them like they were there for me. Develop that next champion. The ingredients is there. Uh, the recipe is there. All Glenn needs is that right guy. And that's a, uh, uh, it's a combination of things coming together. A universal power, you know. The people come and support the trainer, the fighter. Yeah. It all comes in hand in hand. I wish people. I hope people remember that because I remember that. That was a pretty. It was a pretty awesome time when when you were making your way up through Joy. I mean, it was like I remember you. There was you and um, there were local drivers over at the track. I remember it was like you and Ricky Craven always kind of sync up at about the same time because you guys were doing awesome things locally, and then all of a sudden you went pro, yeah. and it was like. Wow, you can really do that? That's really a thing yeah. that you can actually do coming from Maine? So yeah. regardless of what you're going pro in, like no matter where you're from, when you have someone like a Joey, when you had someone like a Ricky or, or people like that that did these things here, um, it, it makes you realize that they're, it, it's doable. So you just got to work hard and, and hope things break your way. But Joey, it's been an honor. Thanks for popping in. This is an unexpected surprise. When Glenn showed up yesterday, he's like, hey, Joey, you can come in. I'm like, ah, really? Yeah, sure. Anytime. Yeah. 
So thank you very much. Thank you. Hope it's to hope to have you again soon. Thank you very much. And uh, it's funny I've had your son in before you, so that's funny because oh, he's wow. been on before. So yes. that's good. <laughs> um, and uh, Glenn, good to see you. And uh, good luck thank with you. the card tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. More on the way. It's the B-List Sports Time 780. Reminder, Glenn Kugner presents Amateur Boxing tonight at the Longley School. 5 p.m. will be the start time.